0: quiet down. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the 10th Bad Crystal Art class, where we talk to special guests, do occasional giveaways, and give you some life advice. In today's homeroom class, our special guest is Tiana Timberberg, who I'm super excited to have on. Let's welcome her in. I just say I'm so excited to finally talk to you. Yes, I'm so excited too. <laughs> All right. So, are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. All right. Let's start off with a little history today. Can you tell us who you are and what you do?
1: Sure. Um, My name is Tiana Timmerberg. I work full-time in public relations at Atlantic Records. My two bosses handle PR for Lizzo, Cardi B, Gucci Mane, Marina, Haley Williams, and like a ton of smaller artists. um, And I also do (laughs) concert photography.
0: Nice. Now, kind of being in that industry, what would you say has been the biggest lesson that you've learned?
1: I think just like that the industry is not the way it used to be. You know, some people who have been doing this for a long time, Mm -hmm. will kind of insist that like you need to pay your dues which essentially is their way of saying you need to like endure things that you shouldn't actually be going through to kind of like um, prove your worth which I totally don't agree with so I think Mm -hmm. just like stand up for yourself make sure people aren't abusing you and taking advantage of you because it's really easy to let that happen especially when you're first starting off in the industry and you just want to get your foot in the door. But, um, like I said, it's 2021, that stuff doesn't fly anymore. So yeah,
0: exactly. Stand up for yourself for sure. Yeah. I mean, especially like with college kids trying to break in and like younger people. And I'm sure even for like older people still a hundred percent. Yeah. Now where do you hope to see yourself in maybe like five to 10 years from now? Um, I would say I'll go with probably 10 years
1: from now because I my eventual goal is to like not have a full time job necessarily, but to be doing something where like, I'm photographing concerts or weddings just like a few times a month. And then I really want like a small farm. So I want like <laughs> a lot of free time to be able to like, take care of like a big garden mm-hmm. and chickens and things like that. Yeah. And, like to not be like super tied to anything you know mm-hmm.
0: yeah honestly I could totally see you like being a farm girl like that Yes. <laughs> <laughs> honestly <laughs> now if you could go back and give your 15 year old self one piece of advice what would it be
1: hmm. that's a great question
0: I guess just kind of along
1: the same lines of what I was saying earlier is to just like know your worth like even if you're new and just getting started out in some things, you still deserve to be treated well. You still deserve to be paid well. And um, just know your worth.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's definitely super important yeah. again. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick recess break class and then we have some questions for you. Ooh. <laughs> All right, welcome back class. Now we have some questions for you today. Now, how did you get, break into the industry?
1: So I started basically when I was 15, probably almost a decade ago now. Um, I kind of, I always loved going to concerts. And then I slowly realized that, hey, like people actually work in the music industry. Like this is something you can yeah. do. So I had a couple friends like running their own websites and doing interviews with bands so Mm -hmm. i started my own website as well with their help i had a co-founder for a little bit and we both did interviews and we were writing music news and things of that sort like i went to warp tour did a bunch of interviews um Mm album reviews, things like that, just as a way to get my foot in the door. And that is how I got into concert photography as well as just like um, making connections in the music industry in general through that website that I started a long time ago.
0: Yeah, now kind of going into having your own site and trying to build that up. Any tips for people who might want to look into trying to do that?
1: Yeah, I think people kind of assume that it's a lot bigger hurdle than what it actually is um it's like really easy to do stuff like that now of course it takes a lot of time and dedication but the initial process of setting it up is pretty easy like you can use wix squarespace they're pretty cheap they're really easy to use um just kind of Decide on a name, set up your website, decide what you're going to do. I think the best way to make connections is to work directly with publicists. So, I mean, like, hit them up, tell them that you're going to review the album, ask them for early streams of the album if they're available, Um, Mm -hmm. like, ask for interviews, ask for photo passes and things like that. And that is really the way to, like, get to know a lot of people. Um, And when you start off, like, covering smaller artists and interviewing smaller artists, eventually you're able to work your way up and, you know, Mm -hmm. slowly get to bigger artists. So, yeah, I just think, like, um, making sure you're keeping those connections with publicists and just, like, um, I think a lot of people don't realize that publicists want to see the coverage after Mm -hmm. you've posted it, so make sure you're sending it back to them after you've posted it as well.
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they don't want to just be like, oh yeah, here's like a photo pass and never see it again. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. So make sure you're linking back to that so mm-hmm. that they
1: can see the great work you
0: did. Yeah. Now, kind of going into photography, so when you're shooting a show, what's like your go-to thing to make sure that you have?
1: Um... There are so many little things that it's really easy to forget, especially with camera gear. Like, Mm -hmm. um, have backup memory cards, have backup batteries. Sometimes, especially if I'm doing a festival, I'll even bring, like, an entire backup lens and possibly a camera camera body. If you Mm -hmm. have an extra one, just because you never know what's going to happen. I've heard so many horror stories of cameras just, like, shitting the bed when you have, like... A giant show coming up, you know, it's (laughs) terrifying. So I always try to have backups of whatever I can. Um, I shoot on a Nikon D800 with a 24-70 to lens, which I actually just recently got. It's been my favorite lens for a long time, but I would rent it for a while. So, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, like, even if you're doing a festival and you don't normally shoot shows that big, like, don't be afraid to rent lenses, too. You don't have to own everything. I know that stuff is really expensive.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, what's your biggest tip for shooting a show?
1: I think just make sure that you know your camera settings really well because it's kind of a combination of all of, like, the hardest parts of photography. Like, it's low light, it's quick movement, mm-hmm. you, it's really unpredictable because you don't have – you're not obviously not posing people. So just make sure that you're familiar with, like, what shutter speed does, how aperture affects your photos – ISO, like all of those little setting changes that you're going to need to be able to make on the fly to like uh, correct your photos, you just make sure you know your camera really well.
0: Mm -hmm. Now also kind of diving into settings and all that and editing pictures. Mm -hmm. So like after a show, when you have to get those pictures done and edited and sent back, like what does that look like for you?
1: Um. Honestly, it kind of depends on who I'm working for. I think my usual turnaround time is within 24 hours, but a lot of times I'll have it done quicker than that, depending on what's going on. So Mm -hmm. I just... Whenever I get a chance, whether it's right after the show or the morning after, I will sit at my computer, import everything. Make sure you're backing up your photos, too, to a hard drive. Mm -hmm. You never know when stuff's going to crash. So I import stuff, do a backup, and then just kind of sort through them in Lightroom, choose some selects to edit. I um, almost always use, like, a base preset that I've created to mm-hmm. just kind of get my tones right in my pictures. And then I make a lot of really fine-tuned edits from there. Um, it depends on the photo too, because sometimes it's basically just the preset with some exposure adjustments. And sometimes I like want to put them in the clouds. So like mm-hmm. I take it to Photoshop <laughs> and do a bunch of extra stuff. So like mm-hmm. really it just depends on like what's going on um, and what the photo is.
0: Yeah, yeah now what does your day look like if you're shooting a show or festival or something like that
1: um yeah I think it's kind of weird because I'm one of those people where like if I have one thing scheduled during the day it doesn't matter what time it is I like plan my whole day around it so if I have a show at 7 p.m I'll literally, like, sit around until 7 p.m. Because I'm like, Mm -hmm. I have a show at 7. Like, I can't do anything else. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I think I spend a lot of time just making sure I have, like, all of the equipment that I was talking about earlier. And Mm -hmm. then um, getting to the venue with plenty of time to spare. Mm Because it's another one of those things where you never know what's going to happen. A lot of times you show up, your name's not on the list. So you have to call a tour manager
0: Mm -hmm. Or, you
1: know, like with big festivals and stuff, there's traffic, there's long lines. So just make sure you have plenty of time to get there. And um, then just going into the show, kind of getting situated. If it's a venue that I've never been to before, that's also a big reason for me to get there early. Sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, they won't have photo pits, so you kind of have to figure everything out on the fly. Um, But yeah, just making sure I have plenty of time to get all my gear set up and to get familiar with the venue and the space. And, um, uh, at the beginning of each set, I always take a couple of test shots Mm -hmm. to make sure my settings are right and everything's looking how it should. And then, um, just get to work from there. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Now who's been your favorite artist that you've worked with?
1: Um, Probably Max. He has yeah. presented some of the most like consistent opportunities for me. And mm-hmm. he is just amazing to work with. A really nice guy. Very fun to work with. Um he always has a lot of ideas too. So whenever we're doing portraits, he you know, you literally don't have to pose him. He just does whatever mm-hmm. he wants to and it looks amazing. Um his stage setup is really good. He understands lighting well. So I think I just everything about working with him it's just a treat every time
0: yeah I mean like I've seen your pictures like every single time Mm. that you've worked with him and I'm obsessed with them thank you so much
1: it was yeah. at a point for a while where I had, like, seen him so many times that, like, mm-hmm. I kind of accidentally had his set memorized, so I knew, like, <laughs> when he was going to do a cartwheel and, like, when yeah. they was going to do certain dance, like, <laughs> that made it so much fun, too, because you just, like, you're ready for the pictures thing. You know what's going yeah. to happen?
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. What is your favorite road trip snack or tour snack?
1: Mm, interesting. <laughs> I, uh, um... Oh, I don't know. I I eat a lot of, like, cereal bars because they taste really good, but they're also, mm-hmm. like, decent for you. So, like, yeah. a lot of, like, <laughs> cereal bars, trail mix, granola, things like that I really like.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, Lexi wants to ask, will you date her? <laughs>
1: of course. Queen. <laughs> <laughs> I always love
0: her. Okay. Now kind of diving into the PR side of things Mm -hmm. what has been like the craziest thing that you've encountered doing that
1: um I think honestly there's just a ton of work that goes into the big campaigns so like working on WAP Cardi B featuring Megan Thee Stallion was Mm -hmm. like definitely my favorite release I've done so far it's just like um there are so many pieces going into that, especially when it's featuring an artist that's on another label. There's a whole lot of people that you have to get in contact with, a lot of approvals that you have to go through for everything. Um, and then just like the scale of that song was incredible. So like just going back to look at all the press coverage afterwards is like, oh, my God, like literally scrolling for days like I'm on page 15 of mm-hmm. Google like pulling articles <laughs> like, that was an intense one to work um, I think one of my favorite stories to tell to is literally in my first week of work I had to send $15,000 to offset to reimburse him <laughs> for something and like literally my first week I was like I'm my allowed gosh. to do this like <laughs>
0: hello I can do that <laughs> <laughs> Well that's insane now what is like your dream goal that you want to accomplish whether it's pr photography like anything that you do like what do you want to say i did that
1: i one of my main goals is to be able to help marginalized people get into the music industry so Mm -hmm. i would really love to have some sort of company or some sort of database or hiring service that helps like people of color lgbtq and Mm -hmm. women or like non-binary people get into the industry and be able to recommend them for jobs because there are so many talented people that get overlooked for really stupid reasons so i would really like to um have just like a some sort of hiring service that's trusted by artists so it actually gets used and that um, just helps minorities break in and get opportunities.
0: Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you can say anything on this, but do you have any stories, like maybe like you've worked with an artist that wasn't a great experience that you can share? Um...
1: I honestly don't know if I have many stories like that. Like I have, there are silly things that have happened before. Like um, I worked with an artist who went through our social media manager's phone and deleted every picture of himself that he didn't like after we had taken photos of him. (laughs) So like there's like little diva stories like that, but Mm -hmm. nothing. I think usually um, the most frustration that I find is at, the management or the team and not the artists themselves.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. What? Okay, so kind of tying back into that, what's the worst thing somebody, whether it's like management team, artist, that somebody can ask you to do for them?
1: Um, I think with photography especially, there is – A lot of, like, misunderstanding of what goes into taking photos and what's, like, an appropriate ask of a photographer. So people Mm -hmm. will come to you, especially, like, big companies love to do this. They will ask for full rights of your photos to be able to Mm -hmm. use them for whatever they want to, to be able to print them on merch, use them for posters and Mm -hmm. whatever. And then pay you absolutely dirt for them, which, like, copyright grabs like that are... Honestly, one of the worst things that you can ask a photographer for is really, really bad.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's so many horror stories. But, yes. Like, I can't even imagine. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's really bad. It's like, I don't know
1: how they have the nerve to do stuff like that. You know, it's like yeah. when you're going to make potentially thousands off of these right? photos, tens of thousands, even, oh. and then to offer photographers a couple hundred dollars for right? like full rights of them is it's really crazy. Yeah.
0: That's insane. I, some people just amaze me that they can even (laughs) like do that yeah all right so kind of going into dpr again what does your day look like on that side of the scale yeah
1: Um. it's a whole lot of administrative work so I do a lot of things like processing invoices um doing expenses um scheduling meetings but there's also a lot of cool stuff that I get to do like I help my bosses like set up tv appearances like Jimmy Fallon Kimmel um cover stories get to help set up stuff like that and Mm -hmm. uh, I also do a whole lot of supervising interviews so After the interview is set up, especially with all the Zoom stuff that's been happening since the pandemic, I literally just sit on Zooms with the (sighs) artist and the interviewer and make sure nobody's asking anything crazy, you know. So, yeah, I love that, too. And it's a good way to be able to connect with not only the artist, but also the interviewers, too. Mm -hmm. So I I really like that part of my job. Um, I write a lot of press releases. I also write pitches to send to um, to other publications being Mm -hmm. like hey you know i have this cool artist coming up did you want to set up something with them um kind of just like keeping their press kits up to date so making sure that um, they have like one sheets that highlight everything good that they've done and Mm -hmm. um, make sure they have like good press quotes that people are able to find Mm um yeah just a lot of like maintenance and upkeep stuff too
0: yeah and so, like, with the artists that you work with, are, I mean, are they all pretty easy and, like, to work with? And
1: Honestly, yes. Um, So some of the rappers are really difficult just because they are not good at, like, managing themselves. They're usually mm-hmm. really nice people, but um, they'll be hard to get on the phone for interviews because they're hard mm-hmm. to reach. They, like... Forget what time they had stuff scheduled for, you know, so they're just like kind of bad at scheduling themselves, but they're almost yeah. never bad people, you know, like yeah. when I can get them on the phone, they tend to be nice and apologetic, but um, mm-hmm. it can just be hard and it leads to a lot of scheduled or canceled interviews because I literally mm-hmm. just can't reach the artist.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure that gets kind of frustrating after yeah, a little while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's your dream artist to be able to do something for? Like press release, like anything? Probably
1: John Mayer. Um, I just love him. I love his music. I love his mind. Mm -hmm. I think that he's really smart about album rollouts. He's really smart with like um, how he releases things, like everything Mm -hmm. from the visuals to the tours is really well done. Yeah. And it seems like he really has, like, his hand on everything that's going on, you know? Like, it's not just, like, being passed out to other people Mm -hmm. and then given to him. It really seems like he has a lot of control of what's going on.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I definitely agree with that. I think he has a lot of hands on, like, saying what goes, what doesn't.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, which I love seeing that with artists. Absolutely, all right. Thank you so much for being here today, Tiana. Now, one last thing. Mm-hmm. You can either give a bad piece of advice or give, share the worst piece of advice that you have ever given or gotten.
1: Um, I think one that kind of comes across as good advice, but then solely I've come to realize is bad advice, is to take every opportunity that presents itself to you. I think it's a really important skill to learn to be able to say no to opportunities, mm-hmm. um, things that aren't paying enough, things that aren't necessarily in your best interests. There are some artists that I like just don't want to work with because I don't believe in what they're doing or I think they're bad people. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I was offered to work with them, I would probably say no to it. You know, So I think yeah. just recognizing that not every opportunity is for you mm-hmm. and Just making sure that you're able to say no to things because people, I mean, like I said, especially when you're first starting off, people will insist that you're supposed to say yes to everything. Mm -hmm. But I think that ends up being not only exhausting, but also um, really detrimental in the end.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've heard like stories of people saying, oh, I said yes to this job, but it was like the worst decision I've ever made. For sure. Yeah. So I definitely agree with that. My bad piece of advice, do tomorrow, do tomorrow. Don't <laughs> worry, you got, you got plenty of time. <laughs>
1: so true. I'm very guilty of that too. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> if you guys don't already, please, please, please follow her on social media at TianaXElise to see her amazing work. She just shot a couple festivals, and her work is absolutely killer. So please follow her. Please connect with her. Please. See you guys next time on Bad Crystal Art Class.